Slice Audio. Been dealing with this shit just like you have for 80 fucking years. What mic are you on? There you go. Thank you. Oh, God, we haven't done this forever. I'm so glad to be back with you. I miss you, buddy. Uh, well, thank you. Seriously. <laughs> Am I going to be okay to be in the same room? Are you patient zero? Or no, you do, you're catching I'm, the aftermath of everyone else? You should be fine. I shouldn't be <laughs> killing you with anything. No. But like, oh, last week hopefully. when Todd walked through, I'm like, why Dude, did you? Why is he here? I'm like, I was pretty sure I was going to see blood on a Kleenex somewhere. You're listening to the Book <laughs> of Murdoch. It was, it was a bad. <laughs> blood on a Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> Test one, two, check one, two. Test, test, test. Oh, because I'm not, because my headphones look like a dipshit. That's, like, that's me. Oh, okay. Um, you know what's, you know what songs have been in my head? This is going to be so, I wonder if you recognize this. You should. Do you remember the TBS series Dinner and a Movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember the song? Beans and cornbread. No. Beans and cornbread out of sight. Dear. I've been waiting. I've been I remember they had it hosted dur, by dur, so dur, I couldn't dur. remember the song. Paul Gil Martin and uh, Anne Mulrovey. I might be getting that name wrong. Hold on. We got to do a little Googling. That dur. fucking theme song's been in my head for like a week now. Oh, is it going to be an earwig where I'm just going to? Not if you don't know the song. I remember. Oh, I'm gonna pull up just. A, I'm gonna pull up the commercially allowable seven <laughs> seconds of. <laughs> cut this off after six seconds. Hold on, you're gonna recognize this song. I'm telling you, you recognize this song. Do you remember dinner in a movie? I do. It was meant. It was perfectly like I relate to this because on some Fridays, like, oh, I didn't have anybody hang out with me, right? And like, you would, uh, you would, dinner in a movie was a series where, like, if you didn't have any friends, you could watch TBS on a Friday night, and, like, going in and out of both the movie and commercial breaks, they would, like, make a meal and, like, be a little funny throughout the whole thing. And by the end of the movie, you would have, like, oh, we watched Shawshank Redemption, and tonight we make fucking prison wine or whatever that... You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, (laughs) because it it had a theme. Yes, it would be themed to the movie. And it was Paul Gilmartin, who was a stand-up comedian. Here's the here's the song. Beans and cornbread. That's as much as we're allowed to play. Okay. You remember that? I do remember that now. Yes. Made, if you give a little break, you can play it again. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread out of sight. Beans and cornbread had a fight. <laughs> I, I do remember why that's been in my head. I remember but it's it. been in my head, dude. It's just like stuck there. This is my mind. This is my mind. This is a real pain in the ass. So much so, I th- I went and followed Paul Gilmartin on Instagram to like see if it would get it out of my system. Oh, this is awful. He's still alive. He's still alive. Okay. He looks a little rougher, old man. You're listening to the Book of Murdoch. All right. Dinner and a movie. TBS and Friday Nighted. Back when TBS meant something. That show was on until 2011. Was it really? Oh, yeah. I was trying to get the fuck out of my head, so I got stuck in a Wikipedia run. (laughs) 
can you imagine how good the dinner and a movie night contract was like give or take around 2004 when they're like wow we don't know what to do let's just keep paying these dudes oh fuck i bet that money was good dean <laughs> the dinner and a movie 2010 money oh I, I do remember that like the, Beans and the theme and some of the dishes they made were so weird just yeah. to match the theme just to match the theme and like it'd be like you know whatever nick cage movie of the moment is everybody's winging at right learn how to make rabbit because they yeah. boiled, boiled the bunny in the one movie and, and tonight we're watching <laughs> space jam you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh i miss you dude it's good to be back with you this is too long in between shows my apologies i got sick buddy you got sick and then that last week i i was my schedule's off well that and like you know when when you're making 40 other shows and you're getting them off the ground you just can't you know what i mean doing the best i can here people will just have to sit and fucking wait patiently Oh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna put this show on the on the radio Saturday nights. We got we got to watch our p's and q's. Yeah, every time I say that, you laugh. <laughs> well, because you said we. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Triggered, Dean. God dang it. That's fair. I'm gonna clean it up though. Um, it's grandma, grandma peg, grandma peg language rules. I think I can do it. We'll have a swear jar. Oh, I can work. Because then I'll just kick in money to it. You know what I mean? We're just going to buy a delay machine and do our best. That's what we're going to do, Dean. We're going to buy a goddamn delay machine and do it right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to the show. Thank you for your patience. Also, I've been a little sad. When, I, when you're just a little sad, I've been drinking for work. It's drinking work season. Yeah. And it's just bum, you know, I mean, it's just hard to do. You kind of go those little yeah. phases through those. I'm, you know, I'm giving, I'm leg kicking to clients, and I just don't have enough in the gas tank to also talk to you guys. This <laughs> <laughs> <It just> happens. <laughs> also, my, my boys and my boy moved to Livingston. What? Yeah, Tanner moved to Livingston, so I miss my, I miss my boy. Like for a job? I'm yeah, my boys are working their way across America's national parks because COVID was hard on these kids and they don't know what the fuck to do yet. And really? I'm, that yeah. sounds awesome. Isn't that great? I just, I'm so proud of them. Dylan's been to the Smoky Mountains. They both worked at the one here for Mount Rushmore. Tanner just took a gig at Yellowstone. That's cool. And he's like, got a supervisor job. And so, like, I might not get him back from Livingston. He showed me the pictures. That place is rad as shit, man. And he's like, him and his girlfriend moved out and they're both crunchy granola snowboard hippies. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just might not ever get him back. Also, I like that he brought his girlfriend because, like, you know, unfortunately, my boys are my boys, so I have to worry about <laughs> the straight. I got worried about the straight one liking chicks who like or worried about what time you were born. Because, you know, I pass that unfortunate trait on to my <laughs> on to my kid. But you know, he's got a good sock girlfriend with him, so I'm not worried about him. Also, they're tougher than burn owl shit, right? generally not worried about either of my kids because in most situations they'll whip the guy's ass if it's a problem that's still kind of a sweet gig i'm, yeah. I'm like yeah dude and like it might be is he might just he really loves it because i he's a little transient like i am and so like a gig where you do something for six months and do something else for six months and you keep yeah. moving around the earth i think calls to him which i get right it's i'm just proud i'm just yeah you know, I, but i'm i love that he did the took the leap and made that move but you know I miss my boy are they really super close? Yeah, they talk all the time. Well, they're twins, right? So That's why like, I mean, even like when that they hit little... each other's fucking guts. They're like, <laughs> real, like there's no, there's the they're codependent to the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's real cute. I was thinking about that when they were little, when they first got, uh, they first got cell phones, 
and they were in, I don't know, late middle school. And, you know, no one can be shitty to them but them. Right. A little. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so Dylan calls me from his cell phone in the middle of the day, and all he says is, principal's going to call you heads up to fight. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Which is, listen, I have been good friends with n- a number of fucking principals in the 13 years these d- ding-dongs have been at school or over 12 years. So, like, uh, principal calls a couple minutes later. It's like, well, Tanner was in a scuffle. I was like, yeah, I heard his brother gave me a heads up, which they think is funny. And, like, you know, the kid is picking on him. Tanner's, Tanner, when he was little, was a little bit of a bully magnet because he's always been a little out sure. there like his dad, right? Not afraid to be weird. And, like, in, in, he has much more confidence than I did at that age. He's real confident. They, don't, they got more swagger than I did. I was kind of a chicken shit about it. But he's got the same swagger with a, you keep this up, I'm going to knock the shit out of you because I started teaching these <laughs> kids how to fight in right? mixed martial arts when they were four. Yeah. Right? So, you know, in a real kid way, Tanner's like, if you say that thing one more time, I'm going to whip your ass. And the kid did. And Tanner just shot a double and put him, <laughs> put him in a rear naked lickety split and was like, I told you, dummy. And then, you know, so the principal's explaining, you know, we, I said, do respect to the principal at the time. Like, your rule is non-confrontation. And I understand that. I'm not saying he should be whipping people's ass. But your rule is talk to the teacher, talk to the principal. And all that's going to do is escalate the picking on. Mm-hmm. And like two years later, they were friends. You know what I mean? That kid, this is the same kid. This, like, boys are different. You just They can whip the shit out of each other and be friends later. Dudes are dumb as fuck. Oops. <laughs> Dudes are dumb as Dudes are dumb. <laughs> Dang it. Dane's harder than you think. Anyways, that's, uh, you know, they've always been on each other's team that way. I like it. It's, it's, it's uh, assuring to me. They have, a, they have a somebody to, you know what I mean? Be single, be sad, whatever. If it all turns to shit, your twin brother's there for you. I, I don't have I it like in the that. news, but I was reading a story about a gal in Minnesota. Got she was on meth. Hits a it, like you are. <laughs> hit, hits a, a horse and buggy. The Amish that are out there. Oh shit! Kills. A, oh, a, not funny. Sorry. Well, but what happened was the twin decided because the other didn't want the other one to get in trouble. Said it was her that. Mm. Caused the accident because no she was shit. Yeah, because she wasn't on meth. No, these two. I mean, they'll they'll defend each other, but they're not taking each other's jail sentences yet. They've, <laughs> always, they've all had to learn their own experiences with the law so far. Also, a couple good friends with some SRO officers in the high school system. <laughs> yeah, wild boys, man. They're they're not boring. They have stories. I'm proud of them. Anyways, you mentioned the news. You want to do it? Sure. Oh, Not really God breaking news. Thank God With you're team. back doing the news. I tried. Mitchell tried. Everybody tried. Amber tried last week. No Did one can do the news like Dean. Well, this news is also two weeks old because I, because we kind of rushed in here as we we're gonna do it. Uh, this was from two weeks ago. Keep this in mind. Oh, the White House, the the Biden administration, they were talking about concerns over TikTok because they banned TikTok across all these government devices, yep. but. Biden's campaign management has a TikTok account, and they were saying, hey, is this against the rules or not? And so they basically said no, that their campaign platform can use TikTok to promote themselves. Well, that's good. It was a little bigger story two weeks ago. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Oh, you know what we can do that still holds up? Let's do this. Yeah, buddy. Who died? Who died? A shitload of people died. It's time to play Who Died? (laughs) 
once again, two weeks ago, these probably been a little more. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl died. Weathers. Yeah. Carl Weathers died. Let's 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 stay on these dudes for a bit. Man, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, obviously, you know. Goddamn, it's Carl Weathers. You should know the movies. Carl Weathers is famous for Rocky, obviously. Rocky, come on. He's Apollo Creed, baby. Predator was another Happy one. Happy Gilmore. He was Chubbs. Chubbs. He was in the he was in, I think he was maybe like accidentally in the first Creed, like back shots of it all. Well, um, didn't he do a couple he's in some Predators. Yeah, the Predator. I think he was in as well. The one I <laughs> it's such a bad eighties movie. Action Jackson. Action Jackson, that's right, Brown. He's Action Jackson. <laughs> he was like the go-to black dude action guy for a while. He kind of was. Mm-hmm. Defiant one, he was good in. He did a bunch of. He did TV stuff. He was a Heat of the Night dude for oh. a while. He was good lately. Um, like he was good in like Sandy Wexler. He was good in. Uh, he's real funny in. Uh, it's the Jason Bateman TV show. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. That was hilarious. That was he good, played right? that played version, of, version yeah. of himself a little <laughs> as an acting coach. Yeah, man. Weathers. He finally got some good people dying. Who else died? Uh, Toby Keith was the other big oh, one. Oh, that's right. We ain't done a show since Toby Keith died. Yeah. You know what's strange about that? Is like, pause one second. No, you're good. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Thank you. We're talking about who died. Carl Weathers died. Anyways, Toby Keith also died. Um, you know what was weird about the Toby Toby Keith deal is. You know, since Chancey was such good friends with him, it ended up being ended up being part of our job as a company to help set up some press. For oh, that. really? Yeah, because you know, every, when these when these happens, you start to look for connections, and there's all you know, he's a big regional connection because he was buddies with him and mm-hmm. he was drunk on his plane a couple times. You know what I mean? Intern for him. This is a cool story. So like, Toby Keith, which half of my audience hates toby keith half my audience loves toby keith right and there's no in the middle <laughs> right like, like toby keith is fine one way or the other it's half my audience thinks he's a patriotic for sale schmuck and half my audience thinks he's a great ass dude he's actually a great ass dude and, and and i want you to go google what stephen colbert said about toby keith when toby keith died and that'll tell you all you need to know about toby keith i didn't see way. that it's really touching but like an artist we manage here at home slice his name is chancy williams and he's it's you know a future giant country star and he interned at toby keith's record company once and they were heading to the cmas or some deal and it, usually all these stars show up up in limos mm-hmm. and lincoln town cars and stuff and, the, and their vehicle wasn't showing up for whatever reason so they piled in chancy's like 1992 touring van which was like made to shag and party in sure i mean and they pulled up to the deal and the the valet guys and camera guys are like who's this redneck whatever and then toby keith ends up stepping out of it (laughs) it's pretty funny i like him though i I hung out with him a couple times i went through my phase where i thought toby keith was an asshole which is why half my audience is with me on that he's very good to radio he's very good to radio. he was always good to jocks he was always good Mm -hmm. to djs he in that time frame where it was just hard to put up with this Iraq war bullshit around 2008, there's a big audience of America was like, this is tone deaf as far as music goes. Sure. And I can hear that. But, like, you know, you're a victim to your celebrity. And I don't think any, anybody who would ever m- actually handshake Toby Keith, be you a Kid Rock American or an NPR American, you would find him <laughs> to be quite wonderful. Yeah, I want to check out that Stephen Colbert now. It's it, I cried because it seems like he's also the kind of guy that would rip on Toby Keith quite a bit. 
and he did and the, and they became friends over the bit of it and and yeah it's just you know you should, cool. that's what you should learn about toby keith who else died um you know we ran in here so quick i didn't see in the last dun, two weeks dun, 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 celebrity death let's google it who do we got here um bum, 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 bum. celebrity deaths 2024 dean we got uh toby keith carl weathers we got uh oh charles osgood died of yeah we talked osgood. about that well one. we did okay yeah. That, yeah we covered that one shortly after it happened Joyce randolph died if you don't remember who that is, you no. gotta Google your uh, your uh, elder women. Um, yeah, that's about it so far, I guess. Okay. You know, as far as people, that's as far as people USA Today are calling celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> quote unquote celebrity. Um, there's a cool old actress who died, who had a rad ass story. I can't remember her name. Mm. Anyways, there you go. Hey, man. The bit finally worked. <laughs> Who died? <laughs> Who died? <laughs> it's time to play Who Died. What else is happening in the news? Um, a near trillion, I think it's pronounced ton, frozen block, A23A, which is a big iceberg, finally broke away and is floating around in the... Uh... Oh, can I guess where? <laughs> guess where? I'm well, going to say... Not too far from where it broke I'm off. I'm going to say... <laughs> This is up in Iceland. The Antarctic coast. Oh, way fucking off. Yeah. Way off, Dean. Way off. Shit. I looked at a picture of it. A 10 by 10 by 10 kilometer. Jesus. Chunk of ice basically broke away. That's the size of Hawaii. Bigger than Mount Everest. It's. Holy bucket. Yeah. This is this is more proof the global warming is bullshit. (laughs) You're about to say. Well, no, I was going to (laughs) say it's just a big chunk. They put it over like the city of New York. Like what that would look like, and takes up a big part of New York. Like a good chunk, like most of New York. Yeah, it's the size of an iceberg. Most of New York fell off the original glacier. It's huge, as and now it's floating around. And like <laughs> this is what's you know what's strange to me, is the most expensive property in America just sold on the coast of Florida, which ask any expert except for a dipshit where the coast is going to be in fifty years. And it is going to be north of where this fucking guy's house is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Build I'm, that thing on some stilts. I'm just saying, like, you got to, what's that town in Italy? Venice? Yeah. In the, it's in the water and all the buildings are on like little arm floaties. Yeah. Be a good, it's a good time to invest in the arm floaty building business. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Uh, let's see here. Marking a milestone in Notre Dame, the cathedral. Uh, they finished uh, all the renovations on it. Remember the big fire they had from two years ago? Not really, but I don't follow a lot of Catholic stuff. You Not know, because I'm a hater. Notre Dame? Uh, I don't, yeah, but like... Like everything was covered in lacquer, so it, when it started on fire, everything... Oh, just, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I am bummed. I'm always bummed when a chunk of history goes up, right? Being a nerd about history, but... There was a reason why I wanted to... There was something else that was in there. They, as they repaired it, I wanted to share with you, and I can't remember oh, quite what it was. Getting auctioned off, like in the spire or something like that. They put something into it, and I can't remember what it was now. Oh, a golden rooster. Like they put a golden rooster into it in the rebuild. Yeah. Or there was a golden rooster that they re- is it replacing an old golden rooster? It didn't say. I, I assumed this was like a brand new thing they added to it. 
Yeah, that's why I don't really want to. That's why I don't keep up with the Catholics because it's like I don't, they're all talking about how oh my God our numbers are down, but they got gold rooster budgets, and they're still the largest landowner in them. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Toad venom is always fun, right? Yo, I got toe. I got animal. I got animal news. Yeah, I so do. Do I. your toad venom. Do yours first. Well, not toad venom, but they. Oh, we should have a little like you know when you know when the talk show brings on the animal and they you know what I mean. Like Carl Perkins comes yeah, on, and, or like the who's the dude who the Stingray got the Australian guy oh, Steve. What's his Irwin, name? Irwin yeah. comes on, and the, you know we need a little like. Not really breaking news. We need a theme. For animal, animal news with Dean. <laughs> Tell me about Toad Venom. Well, uh, it, this one had to do with a frog. They discovered a frog that had a mushroom growing out of its leg. Jesus, that's like a that's like a Joe Rogan triple whammy. <laughs> you get the toad venom and the mushrooms. You'll you'll become Joe Rogan if you eat that fucking thing. That's, that's, the, that's how the next Joe Rogan passes on to the next Joe Rogan. It was uh, a bonnet mushroom. That's like is that famous? No wait, bonnet pepper, Scotch bonnet pepper is the hot pepper. What's yeah, the bonnet mushroom? Bon, it's just I think it's an edible mushroom. It, it kind of had the little. The mushrooms I like to take or the mushrooms you like no, to take? No, these are like, oh. yeah, these kind of eat with steak. I'd like to do mushrooms. Would you do mushrooms with me sometime? <laughs> Safe space. Safe space. Yeah, man. You keep saying that. I don't know. I much... think I'm such a good first-time buddy because I make sure you're comfy and cool, and I, I'm not like, and now your brain's going to talk to Jesus. I'm not. There's none of that shit. Imagine having to roll my fat ass out of your couch after getting high on Been mushrooms. Been before? We'll go for a hike or something. It'll be fun. Go another thing. Go for a hike. No, or not a hike. We'll walk around Sylvan Lake. And okay. You can watch the universe explain itself to you. <laughs> Sounds like a blast, Dean. Yeah, it was just kind no of cool. Pressure. Mushroom growing out of the frog. Because um, th that's not supposed to happen, but the conditions were right. Yeah. How does that happen? Did the frog sit still for eighteen months? <laughs> like mushrooms need dark and quiet. Yeah, that's why they're like, oh, this is kind of weird. That's how I know people ain't gonna make it. The part of the jungle they discovered it in was very conducive to that kind of growth. Oh, so. sure. Had a lot of hot water toilets in this area, I assume, <laughs> showers. You know what I was thinking about? I was remembering, I don't know where I know this from, but in the 90s, we sent a bunch of Japanese, like, something colored newts out into space because it's somehow this specific type of, like, red belly or whatever newt has the same kind of inner ears as humans okay. in the same way where like pigs or organs are sure. similar to humans in some fucking way i don't understand so is these are these newts do you know what they called them no astro newts <laughs> isn't that great yeah, I, every once I in a while, like that. <laughs> once a year, I'll, I'll I have these little flashes of memory where I'm like, "Oh God, life is awesome," and that's one of them. Where it's like, God, in the '90s, Astro Newts existed. That's wonderful. Sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon. It does a little, right? You know what else I found was cool in the '70s? You remember Casio? Yeah. Like they're a calculator company, right? Or like keyboards and stuff. In the 70s, they made a thing called the Calculator for smokers who needed to do some math on the run. <laughs> and you think that's fucking crazy, right? Like, that's a bonkers thing in your mind. You're like, who would need that? I can tell you exactly who needs that. Car sale guys in the 70s. Were, or, like, anybody who sold things on, like, 
Bill the lumber guy, where he's like doing, you know what I mean? Right, let me mouth, do the yeah. math quick. Let me light us a smoke, and we'll do some shop over a red. You know what I mean? You'd smoke your camel with, you'd light Ted's cigarette for him, and he'd like, let me do some math quick. Don't move, Ted. Beep, boop, pop, boop, beep. How about 80 units for 60 bucks, handshake? Then they go to the bar or the strip club or whatever. I think we should bring back the calculator. It's very, com- right now, things that are communal are going to be in vogue in the future in the in the in the five-year plan of life because of covid and you know young people they're fucked up from the internet right they're broken and so anything that brings people together even lighting a cigarette and doing the math is communal we need we should make some calculators we need to update it and do it via cell phone oh god see it's ruined it's already no I want the, the bitching part of it is the analog. You want, you want to be able to type out boobs and light a guy's cigarette like the 90s. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, you know what you missed last week? I was talking about this, but I was just kind of by myself and sick. Do you know how long parrots live? They're like 70 years, right? Yeah, plus up to 100. Who would buy that? <laughs> That is a burden. Like, first off, just like, well, I don't understand people who are like, here's a puppy for your birthday. Thanks for the 15-year chore, asshole. That's a, that's, that's a dick move. Or like when you, you know what I mean? All oh, the kids will make the dog pee. That I can kind of understand because you're teaching some responsibility. Sure. Not really. You're just saddling yourself up for a burden because you love that animal. That's a, you know, there's a responsibility in it. Parrot, you die of a heart attack. Say you buy a bird today and you live it's gonna well, outlive me. <laughs> you're it, you know. Let's say you make it another eighty years, but you bought that bird now, and then on your deathbed, you're gonna have to be like, "Oh yeah," and this fucking bird who's gonna make it another six years as a constant reminder of me living is now your responsibility, Dean. You have to say that to your girl, the FFA stud. <laughs> what? I'd be so fucking mad. Get out of here. I'd be so mad. Get out of here. Dang it. It's going to take a couple episodes. Although I did learn this about parrots, Dean. You can potty train them. Well, don't they just pee in their cage? And No, I don't believe you should own anything that stays in the cage. What kind of life is that? The only reason I ain't going to own anything that you have to keep. That's the same reason I don't, I'm over gerbils. My kids are older, hamsters and shit. You know what I mean? That's no life. That's sad. That's a sad existence. Just a bird in That's a cage. That's a Pixar movie. Yeah. It's not. It just sounds awful. A bird has to sit in a cage and watch me just be mad at the world flippantly out loud while I smoke weed on the weekends and do laundry. And I'm never home enough. You know what I mean? That's a t- What a terrible life for a bird. Unless it can just kind of live around the house and let itself out to go to the bathroom and then come back in. Sure. But then you got to clip their wings so they don't fly away because, you know, they're birds. And so that's still just a big cage. I don't say, know. You're clipping their wings. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that, right? So, like, I don't know. If you can let, if the parrot can be an outdoor parrot where it can, you know, once a day get the, get outside and fly and be be the thing that makes it its, its existence separation from us, the ability to fly. And then if it wants to come back home, fine. I wonder what a parrot would be like in Rapid City that just managed to make its way out. Be like that albino squirrel that just every mm. once in a while shows up. There's a It'd parrot. It'd be like Flacco the Owl in New York to hear about this. God damn it, Dean. Breaking animal news. Not really breaking news. 
with Dean. Actually, this could be this. This could go two ways. Hold on, get to play this again too. <laughs> Who died? <laughs> oh no. Who died? This is gonna make so much sense. It's time to play Who Died? Who died indeed? <laughs> Death of Flacco the Owl <laughs> devastates Central Park. Very fa I guess I don't not familiar. So this uh, this Europe Eurasian eagle owl okay. is one of like it's it was a bird in the in the in the New York Zoo, and somebody like wiggled in and opened its cage and the bird escaped. Okay, and so it became a thing in New York to be like, I saw that eagle owl. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and but <laughs> it's not funny. It's tragic. The eagle owl flew into a building and died. Oh. And so now, you know, New York is like, oh, tragedy. And like you can see, if you go to, if you hashtag, I think it's Flock, F-L-A-C-O, Flacco the Owl, you can see okay. there's memorials and, you know, the town has really responded, which I think is wonderful. But, you know, there's a billion birds a year. I learned this. A billion birds a year die by flying into shit. <laughs> Not all eagle owls, no. but like, there's, I don't know how they figured this out, but there's an estimated Some pigeons, maybe. One, yeah, a lot of dumb birds, like a lot of sparrows and robins flying into kitchen windows and shit, right? That's not, you think about that. Like, once every few years in your house, if you have a lot of windows, a bird will fly into it and die, right? Because right. it's just birds, you know, their magnets are fucked up and we're killing this world. <laughs> and, hey, but it's, it's a billion a year. Isn't that wild? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's cheeseburgers at McDonald's. <laughs> that is dying in ocean craft money. That is learn how to travel away from the universe money. <laughs> Anyways, that's who died. <laughs> <laughs> Love this show. Also, I came up with, uh, you know how we're coming up. We have like in our world, we have. You're in your on-air personality can be a character, sure. In our in the, in the radio world, you know what I mean. Like, your you know your real name is not Dean. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Which a joke you've given a million times and still works, right? And Houston's name ain't Houston. Murdoch ain't my real name, right? That's the whole. That's the world. I got a new. I got a new. I got a new uh, country character that somebody can have. Oh. Do tell. Kent Buckles. Kent Buckles. This is my. This is a personality that I'm creating. Kent Buckles. Like maybe Kent Buckles can be a, a country character on this show. I'm Kent Buckles. Hey everybody, Kent Buckles here. I'm here to drink beer, and you know, plow the old lady after some <laughs> Jim Beam shots at the bar. You know what I mean? Like he's got Skinner in the truck radio, and he's got a mullet. And everybody kind of likes him, even though you probably can't trust him. <laughs> you can never trust a Kent. Never trust Kent Buckles. <laughs> you know, because he's, ah, uh, you know, Kent Buckles likes to like, make a little money on the side. You know what I mean? He's the one that has the illegal fireworks stand. You know, you know maybe he <laughs> makes that meth because the shine don't sell. You know, a real, like, uh, you ever heard that Choctaw bingo song? Give the, uh, uh, dun, 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 dun. Strap them kids in, give them a little bit of vodka and a <laughs> cherry Coke. We're going to Oklahoma for a family reunion for the first time in years. And it's at Uncle something's at Camp Buckle's house because he's getting on in years. You know, it's like a nine-minute family reunion song about hillbillies. 
It's got a line in there. He makes makes that uh, makes uh, makes that shot because he still knows how. And then in a couple lines later, it's like still makes crystal meth because the shine don't sell you know he likes that money and he don't mind the smell and then it gets off to a kind of funky guitar jam it's like this big seven minute song sounds like an snl character can't buckles it does right that's what i'm talking about like david pumpkins um, <laughs> good pull good reference good reference Oh, I've been meaning to ask you, what the fuck is up in your country world with Beyonce? Real looks like a bunch of white people don't want to play Beyonce country. Is that what's happening? Have you listened to the song? I think the song's rad. You do? I do. I think it's hip as shit. That I think was it's cool. some of the worst writing. It sounds like. Really? Yeah. I, I think it's. If I was Beyonce, I'd be embarrassed to have. Yeah. Hold on a second. That was... Let's talk about some nine. Let's talk about the goofiest country lyrics of all time. You want to talk about a, a, a category of music. Where sure. art is relative. It there's, is fucking country music, buckaroo. There's, yeah, but it's Mad Libs of country music. Let's insert X here, drive down this road here. It's Beyonce. She can do better. Oh, that's your position. Yeah. I thought you were picking on Bay. I was about to slap no, shit out of you. No, no. Okay. That was just, it was a great okay, artist singing you, a bad song. Can you understand how... Yes. The yeah. outside observer could yes. be like, Jesus crackers, fucking play it. <laughs> also, there's an argument to me. I, this, is, this is so fascinating. I didn't even once think the song would be bad. I'm, I like the song, I guess, but I, I won't say I'm a good judge of co- what is good country music or not, necessarily. I'm just saying kinda, music in I general. Think it's, I think it is pretty catchy. Well, that's the problem. It's a, it's a TikTok catchy song that has got, no okay. meat behind it hold on a second we have another format over here called hot 93.1 and we're playing the heck out of it it's nothing but tiktok songs yeah you think country music's better than tiktok no the fuck it is <laughs> and, and also let's do this um daddy's a little girl by kippy brandon fucking uh dancing shagging on the boulevard from alabama who's a great band that's a dumb song there's some dumb, dumb, you know, in John Deere Green on a hot side. That's a pretty good song, really. Yeah. <laughs> but it's ridiculously silly. I don't believe this is silly. I think it's catchy as shit. I think if you're going to play Florida Georgia Line hip-hop, you should play Beyonce hip-hop country. We don't do that, though. You used to. No. Mm. We never played that version. Mm. The the Florida Georgia like, line that they, is played on Cat Country is substantial. That what they did. Look me in the eye and tell me you didn't. We do were that. playing that you song. Sound like, you sound like them Germans that moved to Buenos Aires <laughs> and said they weren't part of the fucking clique. We played that song. <laughs> I might be overreaching in that example a little. I'll walk that back for six months, <laughs> and then they threw a Nelly, and then it took off on a different format, and oh. that's cool. <clears throat> Hold on a second. You might actually want to join in. That's what I heard. <laughs> Just jazzed up Houston a little. Sometimes I like to go into his office like uh, Floyd Mayweather or <laughs> or like Conor McGregor and like fire him the fuck up a little bit and walk out. I don't think he likes it very much. <laughs> oh, good. He's coming in. Yes. Which one? Please welcome yes. to the show. Oh, we haven't had Houston on in years. And it's unfortunately to have him come in and defend his racist ways. 
please. <laughs> Out of everybody in this room, literally. It's a good song. I would be the least racist person at this I'm table. Kidding. You're not. We don't. I'm just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding. Back, back, back your claws out. God, get your hood back on. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. What? Okay. It look. Can you? Here's my point. It sure is easy for me, as an admitted not country expert, to hear someone say they're just not playing it because it's Beyonce. Okay, you are somebody that listens to music quite a bit. A ton. And, and okay. my favorite band of country. Sure. And I love Beyonce as much as the next guy. That's what he said. I have also danced to single ladies alone I'm, in my basement bay, bay, all it, the time. You can go back to episodes of this show where I will leave any woman I'll ever marry for Beyonce. I am part of the beehive. Okay. Okay. But the song's pretty catchy. No, I it believe, isn't. I believe country music is holding itself up to an unreasonable standard. No, it of, is not. This is a TikTok song. It is 100% on the, on trying right. to be a TikTok song. That's it all it's trying to be. Uh, Listen to me. I believe we're missing no. the point of how popular that is right now. Country. If I went and asked 500 people That's out in the fine, stranger, whatever. If you want to do it, fine. But you don't. Country music is is one specific thing. And it has always been one specific thing. There's been a little that's fallen off of here and there, bits and pieces. It's about storytelling. That's always what country music has been, formatically, lyrically, you songwriting. You has a story it's, to tell in her country music? There's absolutely. What she did was there, was fired up chat GPT, entered <laughs> the word Texas, truck, and tornado, and that thing spit out this song. Do you know that or are you just saying that? I'm just saying it because lyrically it is atrocious. It isn't even oh, good. It is isn't okay. even. It this isn't is even where, good by. It's not even good we by can standards. We off some '90s no. country lyrics no, that are not, nor no. short of ridiculous. You cannot. We can also jump <laughs> 90s to '90s country lyrics. Fine. If you don't, fine. I I wanted that was my first point too, and I'll give you that there are ones that are silly but are great, like John Deere Green. Okay, let's go to country around 2012 when it sucked balls and it was pretty Florida Georgia line, and we played a ton of it on Cat Country. And I think we're acting a little better than now. No, we're not because there, there still was a. You, I'm, I'm purely, purely going off how poorly this song is written, that and it, and it doesn't have a catchiness to it that you would get from most I other would songs. Argue, no, uh, it's, it's catchy. catchy. It's so no, catchy. there's, there's it's catchy as fuck. Catchy, catchy on a song like this is when you hear it one time, you're at home at night about ready to fall asleep or making some dinner, and all of a sudden that song starts I, to play. I agree. That song does not do that to a single person. It doesn't. Not a single one. I don't think that's true. It does it to me. I thought it was catchy as shit. I heard the hook, and I'm like, well, I don't know what it was No, because about. where's the hook? There's a Where, hook There in is it. not a hook right in it. Right before she goes, Texas. I thought okay. that's a little clippy hook. Right. Truck, beer, Listen, bro. You've made I mean, a I get it. Don't get me wrong. That bullshit, Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there has been Listen, there has been an entire genre of that. Which one of you dumb some bitches want a key change music played on your station? No, there's that is an unfair. I can, this is Bitcoin. I can totally dun, admit. Dun, dun, dun. I can totally admit to to bad lyrics that have been in country music over the last decade. That country radio sucked from like 2012 to 2018. Not saying that it sucked, but it really hit a lull because country has always gone in that wave. Always. It goes peaks and valleys all the time. And all Beyonce is doing also, it is taking it into the deepest she, valley I've ever seen. The first vehicle she mentioned is a Lexus, not a tr not a truck. I don't see truck anywhere in this song. No, truck I was making up. I'm talking about the words Texas, tornado, yeah. whiskey. She yeah. threw all of that in there, right? And yeah, but I thought of it, what's the, this what's, shit ain't pretty rugged whiskey. Well, 
kooky as shit. No, really? Yeah. Really? I think so. Good God. I have more faith in Beyonce's ability to be a better country Beyonce artist did than Jack, almost anybody. She didn't do shit with writing this song. Had nothing to do with it other than, what's the popularity right now? What is the one way I can make a wave? Here's what I'll do. It's terrible. You take an artist like Miranda Lambert or Carrie Underwood and sing that same song, they would have been laughed yeah, out of the building. They would have been 100% laughed out of the to building. To me, that's an argument to play it because it's a perhaps wow. new, unique country perspective. And even if the song isn't that great, it's fucking Beyonce. Throw it on the air and see what the world Beyonce thinks. Beyonce could have gone to Nashville, walked into any recording studio with any writer and said, I want the literal best songwriter in Nashville right now over here in 10 minutes. Beyonce that sure dude, that, that shit. dude would have showed up. That dude could have spit out a song in three and a half minutes that would have been a number one chart tomer, probably won a Grammy and a CMA. Come uh, take over, it to over, the floor. Over I'll this be crap. damned if I cannot dance with you, baby. Pour that sugar and liquor on me too. First spurts, oh, boots. That's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm sick already. It's just, it's terrible. You want to fight about anything it's else? Terrible. Right no, that's you don't it. Have any scores I got you want that yeah, right. too many. There's too many for your podcast. This was this was fine though. This could this one this, day we should just have it the fuck out. This right? scratched we'll... the itch right here. So thank <laughs> you. Did. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you coming on. That's Mark Houston, our executive producer, everybody. You can hear him on a show called The Second Shift that's good. You can hear him on a podcast called Whiskey at Work that's good. You can hear where else can you hear him? He's fucking everywhere. He hosts a show. This is where you gotta give the guy credit. We do a weekly podcast with a healthcare client called Doc Talk. Which I would agree isn't the most fascinating name, but you know they're doctors. So it was hard to get them to commit to something. And like, <laughs> you know what he does though? He has to study about a topic for at least twenty-ish minutes before he can come on because he's got to know at least enough about a topic. And they've thrown uteruses at him. They've thrown feet. They've thrown cancer. <laughs> they've thrown back hurts. Remember when he was like yeah. Dr. Kellogg and he wouldn't eat anything unnatural there for a while? It's got fucking weird. And it's, my hat's off to him, dude. He's killing it. Even though he's wrong, Beyonce's country song awesome. I just think you bring this thing up next year, you'd be like, oh, she did a song? <coughs> I don't think so. I'll make that bet. One okay. year from now, put it in your calendar. We're going to we'll, see, is Beyonce, we'll is Beyonce still in the country game? And I bet she's got one or oh, not, not two meaning, more hits in. Not meaning that she wouldn't still be in the game, also, but that song. I bet we're still playing that somewhere. Maybe it's just on hot, but I bet we're playing that song a year from now. I would take that bet. I, here's my point, is I believe radio as an industry is like it used to be the thing that picked the thing that was cool it used to be the metronome and i'm not talking us we're a little different i'm talking as an industry nationwide broadcast radio can't pick shit they couldn't they couldn't find cool with a divining rod anymore and i believe even if we're wrong once in a while we should just fucking be cool <laughs> and decide ourselves because we have it in us i'll put it this way we've had yet to have anyone request the song if you were if you were if you were playing it, I bet that's not true. I bet you get requests like shit on hot, and there's a forty seven percent crossover of that. I audience. see all that that comes through, and not one person has requested that song. But well, that, to be fair, this is Rapid City, South Dakota. What's a hillbilly racist live out here, dude? Yeah. <laughs> that's not fair. God damn it! That's something you know. Kim Buckles don't stand for that shit, dude. I like my country like uh, like my coffee, uh, white and male. What? Uh, you got any more news? There was a couple. Not really breaking uh, news with Dean. There's some Taylor Swift stuff with Kanye West about getting kicked out of the Super Bowl. That's kind of past now. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Travis Kelsey Turns wanted to produce a movie. Psy-op, the psyop didn't happen as everybody thought it would. Jesus, you dumb shits! Oh. Dumb Americans are going to ruin this country. 
this is why I love Dolly Parton. Remember when L. King got all drunk at the had and, her back, had her back, yeah, got on TV and went fuck off. Everybody gets a little drunk in Nashville. That's how it works around here. Right, we're cool. That's what I'm talking about. Dolly's cooler than the yeah. whole industry. That's Said a, nice things about Beyonce too. Didn't mm-hmm. have to, didn't have to put an opinion out in the song, even though she has license to. <laughs> Fuckers. Um, let's see here. Hmm? Oh, oh, can I ask you something? I got one. Hold on, I got okay. my turn first. <laughs> Which is like my life around here. <laughs> I heard a phrase that I'd never heard before. I'm wondering if you've heard it because I feel like you run in more more conservative Christian circles than I do by nature. Not, I'm not calling you one of those guys, but like I, you know, you're more conservative by nature than me, right? I think that's a fair statement. I like my taxes to pay for the roads and I, I don't government mean, stay I out of my it business. Less politically, <laughs> I yes. mean it more like just in, in the nature of. I don't mean it as an insult or a position of your no, personality, just in general. I, don't, I certainly don't. I just mean it. I'm more. I'm more. I'm. I have a lot more risk tolerance than you in everything. This is how I go. I don't have a lot of breaks. It's like fuck it. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> Anyways, the, I heard a phrase <laughs> okay. I never heard before. I'm wondering if you've heard it in like your everyday vernacular. Someone said, "As a goodbye, bless up." No, you've I've never heard that never, ever. Never heard that. No, I did some googling. It is. Um, it's like, you know, a goodbye praise, like how the Jamaicans would be like one love. It's like their universal. Or aloha, or like, you know, hello, goodbye means the same, but yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Bless up. Bless up. That doesn't roll off the tongue very well. I um, I have it. I don't know if this is correct. Um, um, uh, director of Take Backs, please correct us. But I have this as being trying to popularize in America by DJ Khaled. Like, bless, okay. bless up, like a goodbye. Like, you know. Like bless you and see you later and you're you're cool man and I appreciate your time and bless up. Okay. There's something I'm hearing it though. Right? It doesn't. I don't feel like I can say it. <laughs> I just feel so hypocritical coming out of my mouth. Not because DJ Khaled is trying to make it cool and I'm the whitest person on earth. More of like, I you know I don't feel religious enough to use it as a phrase. I don't mind hearing it for the same reason I'll let the weirdos in the alley of the rally bless me. I ain't getting underway doesn't take me you know takes me 30 seconds out of my day they feel good doesn't hurt me maybe you know maybe they're right doubt it but who knows so i you know i'm just saying it's, <laughs> it's in like the same arena i've just it's just new to me i just wondered if anybody had heard it before no i never heard of it oh, you know keep your ear out bless okay. up you want to do the news sorry oh, i'll just wait yeah, the, go ahead there's uh two here i think you might like we've talked about this kind of stuff before a new study found that a curious connection between human corpses that may be kind of universal amongst the environment. You know how they have farms where they take cadavers. You're saying our bunch of dead bodies collect like mushrooms and have one nerve center? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, a bacteria that breaks everything down. It was this. Oh, the bacteria has the organism that's yeah. centralized. Between dead animals in the environment, the study could prove important implications for forensic science determining time of death studies about models about how people decompose yeah. and stuff like that i wanted my body to go to one of these farms for a while i've thought about that can't you can't guarantee where it goes though that's the problem. right and there's a surplus of dead bodies they don't know what to fucking do with them all is there really yeah you remember we talked about this a few months back okay listen to this shit dean okay so like let's say we're family 
mm-hmm. and I die, and you know I want to donate my body to the Cancer Institute, but the Cancer Institute can only take in so many dead bodies. So the Cancer Institute, I'm making this up, I don't know, I'm making up the examples. This right. is all hypothetical, but this kind of happens. The, the, the charity goes, well, we'll take all the bodies, and then because they need the money more than anything, they'll resell the bodies. They'll take the 10 they can take, but they've got 100, so they have a 90 surplus of bodies, and what the fuck are you going to do with them? And guess who buys them? You end up in the landmine place, or the or the place where the government shoots a million bullets into you to see what the fuck it does to your body. Therefore, back to cremation. <laughs> that, I, don't, I don't disagree. I think you're probably... It's not that I'm... I don't think that's about... I, it, I agree that I'm sure in some world there's a defense department dude that'd be like, listen, we need all these bodies because we've got to be able to study to keep people safe. I'm sure that's true. But if you wanted your body specifically to find out what happens... I don't want my body to be part of the of the industrial military complex, Dean. That, they have enough funding across the fucking board. Anyways. I'll make sure your body doesn't happen. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Right now, the current plan is cremation. Okay. There's a series of events. Kelsey has, you can team up with her. She Just has this breakout, okay. right? But like, there, no, I want I want cremation. There's a couple of places I want that ashes to go. I also want to put in, you know, little little like baby urns so like the people I love can keep me around and have a toast for me once in a while, roll the joint once in a while. You know what I mean? Be communal. Okay. And like, uh, I want certain ashes made into fireworks and or cannonballs. Depending on the budget we have of, on my net worth when I die. But you know, I generally want to party and I want whatever my money at the time. Like if I just die like right now, it's probably, you know, Judd Who's somebody, you know, it's one of pizza. We're going to have know. to bulk you up if we're going to make this much stuff out of you. Nah, you're big box. You'd be surprised. You don't need a ton for the fireworks. I've okay. already looked into this. And like then, if there's, t- and then this is important, maybe you want to join this team. If there is a, I'm serious as fucking cancer, okay? If there's, I understand that after I die, I won't have much say in how people want to mourn. Meaning, let's say I tragically die next week, which I don't want to do, but let, uh, it happens. And my mother, my poor mother, yes. has to unfortunately bury your son, which is a, I can't imagine the grief. No. But even under those circumstances, absolutely, foot is down. There isn't a religious service that is going to be had until all my stuff's done. All the fun stuff gets done first. All the cannonballs and the band and the party and the blah, blah, blah. Could be the lead up. Then if somebody who is very strong in their faith, because they feel like they have to mourn, and I understand that, wants to have a religious service for me, that's fine. But on the on the on the little screen, like the little like drive through what's that called? <laughs> Where you put the letters on the thing. The memoriam? No, the sign in front of the church. You know what I mean? Like that Sunday service, not oh, a clock. Oh, yeah, the little kiosk sign there. Yeah, the little sign where someone's got to every week change the song sure. numbers and all the shit. That has to, has to say unofficial funeral of Murdoch. Okay, unofficial. Murdoch.media as a web plug. Okay. Then a religious service is allowed. I'm not kidding. Okay. And I'm not against religion. I just want my shit done first because it's important to me. And then if mom wants to grieve... Catholic style, fucking okay. You won't, Catholics won't allow that shit, so you get out, you know, but Lutherans are lazy, so they'll, they'll, they'll let it happen. <laughs> also, no, absolutely no religious service at Nathaniel Lutheran is allowed based on my private opinion of that place. Okay. That's the church I grew up in. That's not, gotcha. that's not I'll be fucked if that's where I'm going to have a funeral. <laughs> absolutely not. Sorry, tumble and guns crowd, but that place. <laughs> okay. Last one? Sure. 
Let's do yours and get out of here. Teacher accused of selling kids' drawings online. Teacher near Montreal is under investigation after his students reportedly discovered artwork for sale of on his personal website. Genius! <laughs> That's I figured you would the like this one. The kid is making art projects in school? No, no, the teacher is selling the kid's art projects. Oh. Ooh. More conniving, but still pretty genius. <laughs> where are the where's where's the where's the you know what? If that money is going to if that money is going is the money going to the teacher? Is the money is the teacher got a lie in there saying, listen, this money went to supplies and Kleenexes because we're teachers and we don't have that shit. No, I'm pretty sure he's just taking it. No. <laughs> but this is <laughs> okay. There are TikToks. Is Shiloh out there? We gotta wrap up if she is. Uh no, I don't think okay. so. We should wrap up when she gets in here. Okay. But, like, let me defend this guy for a second. What's the difference between what this guy's doing? Is it a dude? Yeah. What's the difference between what this guy's doing? There are TikToks out there of teachers that are, without naming any names, showing the funny content of, like, funny answers on a quiz right. from a nine-year-old. What's the difference? If that person generates enough traffic, they can revenue that. There is no difference to me. Slightly less tasteful, I'll admit. And a per, if a percentage of that could, this could work. I could do this deal, Dean. Put me in. You wanna, this teacher should call me. I can make this work. Do you want to see whether they're labeled? Yeah. Classified as creepy portraits. Titles oh. include Sophia's creepy portrait number one. Did and she changed the kid's name. No. Oh. And, and Phoenix's yeah, creepy shit. portrait number two. God dang it! Making it harder to defend this guy, Dean. Son of a gun. But you know, hey, art teachers. If you're an art teacher, this is what I do, man. Give me a little runway to set this up. You give, you get a little commission because you're the teacher because you deserve it. But then all because art teachers take it in the face. There's never enough supplies. There's never enough anything because America is too stupid to appreciate art right now because we're dumb as fuck as a people, right? So like, all right, little money goes to the teacher for their efforts, but then the money goes to supplies for the school. If you're an art teacher out in the world, you want to set this up. We will sell your goober booger picking kids art on the internet for money. And parents wouldn't have to keep it on the refrigerator right. anymore. You could get rid of all that yeah. shit, right? You keep one or two a year because you love your mouth breathing idiot. But, you know, you want to ditch all that stuff. <laughs> also, no different than football. Every year during football, some year during football, you learn all of a sudden you're not good enough to play football, right? Well, this is all you, you, Timmy, you can't draw where the shit. You better start doing push-ups. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credit was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producers Mark Houston, engineering Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. <laughs> so leave this goddamn piece in. <laughs>